Oh, sir. Pardon me. You, sir, there. Yes, sir. Could you give us a little help today? Oh, yes, sir. Captain, there's something weird out there. Oh. And now, my beautiful assistant, Rubella, will choose a volunteer from the audience. How about you, sir? The Renaissance. With laughs and tears and footlights all aglow, the sparks ignite a brand new show. W Radio, your information station. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 118 for the week of May 10th, 2009. Thank you for tuning in once again this week, and happy Mother's Day to all of the moms who are listening. We'll start off the show with some news from Walt Disney World, including a new Pirates experience in the Magic Kingdom, news from Disney's Hollywood Studios about new meet and greets, as well as a rumor about a possible major change coming to Star Tours, and more. One of the keys to any Walt Disney World vacation is planning ahead, and oftentimes that's part of the fun as well, and planning can and should go beyond just where to stay, when to eat, and how to maximize your time in the parks. In fact, there are certain individual aspects of your trip that if planned accordingly, can really enhance your family's vacation. And for many, finding and obtaining character autographs and pictures is an important part of their trip. Chuck Lionberger joins me this week for some practical planning in every way as we explore some strategies to help maximize your time and number of characters in and out of the parks. Listener Josh sits in the not-so-hot seat this week as we play a round of Walt Disney World Fact or Fiction, where I'll test his knowledge of some interesting Disney history and trivia. Play along and see if he, and you, is up to the challenge. I'll play many more of your voicemails at the end of the show, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. In this week's Walt Disney World news, we're going to start over in the Magic Kingdom, where I recently had a chance to see the new Stitches Supersonic Celebration Show in Tomorrowland a couple of weeks ago during a soft preview, and I have to say, I absolutely loved this show. This all-new show in the Magic Kingdom stars Stitch on screen and on stage at the new Rocket Tower Plaza stage that was just constructed in Tomorrowland. Guests join in what they call a Galaxy Day celebration. It includes high-energy music and comedy and dancing and real-time interactive animation similar to Turtle Talk with Crush, but plussed many, many more times over. The 25-minute show also features guest interaction in one-on-one scenarios with Stitch, as well as group singing and dancing with other members of the cast on and off stage. Uh, On screen, you get the animated 626 
uh, who spots specific guests out in the audience. And I think it's great because he actually asks questions, interacts with them in lots of fun and different ways. The show is hosted by Tip Trendo, and it also includes 60s-style diva dancers, two breakdancing robots. I won't spoil what else there is to see. Stitch's supersonic celebration is scheduled to be performed six times daily. For more information about showtimes, you can visit DisneyWorld.com. Also check the tip board and your times guide when you get to Walt Disney World. I also took some video. I will try and put that up sometime soon as well. And I'll also cover uh, probably this in a little bit more detail on an upcoming show. So staying in the Magic Kingdom, have you ever wanted to pillage and plunder and rifle and loot? Drink up me hearty show ho, just like a real Pirates of the Caribbean? Well, now you can without having to worry about all the seasickness and awful conditions, scurvy and the whole piracy thing. Because starting in late June, the Pirates League is going to be recruiting new members in Adventureland over in the former House of Treasure shop at the exit of the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. Following in the footsteps of the hugely successful Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique in downtown Disney and over in Cinderella Castle in the Magic Kingdom, Disney has created a similar experience for boys and girls, I assume, who've always dreamed of joining Captain Jack Sparrow's crew. The very, very immersive transformation begins as you get your official pirate name, and they record it in the leather-bound captain's log. Next, you stop by the muster station to leave your old identity behind, and the pirate masters begin their makeover on you. You're going to hear tales from pirate lore as they apply the beard and the scars and earrings and eye patches, all kinds of things like that. And then once you're fully transformed, you enter the secret room where your pirate portrait is taken, and then the pirate masters reveal their hidden treasure to you. But that's actually just the beginning, because now with your new pirate identity and your map case folder, you get to embark on a challenge in Adventureland. And the Pirate League has three different packages. The first mate package, the empress package, and the captain's package. Each of the packages includes a sword and a sheath, an earring and an eye patch, a tattoo, removable of course, exclusive pirate coin necklace, the map case folder, and the personalized pirate oath. The first mate package is $49.95. That also includes a bandana, uh, a a choice of a couple of different facial effects looks. You can be a uh, a cursed pirate or Captain Hook or Captain Jack. You get the false pirate teeth and one 5x7 picture. The Empress package is also $49.95 plus tax. That includes the bandana, the makeup makeover, the face gem, nail polish, assumedly that's for girls, and the one 5x7 picture. You can also purchase pirate costumes um, as part of the experience separately in the Pirates League shop. And then finally, the captain's package at $124.95 plus tax includes your choice of pirate costumes, your choice of the facial effect look, the fake teeth, and three 5x7 pictures. Now, you can start making your reservations for future pirates ages 3 and up starting May 11th, 2009. So you can do that right away. And the Pirates League is accepting reservations at 407-WDW-CREW. That's 407-939-2739. Theme park admission obviously is required. It's open seven days a week, and it is scheduled to begin in late June. So again, uh, you can also visit DisneyWorld.com. I'll put that link in the show notes for more information. Moving over to Epcot, it's almost that time of year again as we start to anticipate the 14th annual 
Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. Running for six weeks between September 25th and November 8th, it is a time packed with new culinary delights, free entertainment, special events, and so, so much more. Guests can enjoy the flavors of more than 25 international marketplaces dotting the World Showcase Promenade. The festival this year is going to spotlight tastes from cities on six continents, including, once again, Bologna, Italy, Bangkok, Thailand, Wellington, New Zealand, Santiago, Chile, Marrakesh, Morocco, Shanghai, China, and from the United States, New Orleans is back. Try the gumbo. Trust me. Tapas-style portions of these regional specialties run about 2 to $7 each, and they also recommend wines and beers that make perfect pairings at each of the kiosks. I will definitely cover food and wine before the event begins, and of course, we'll visit the event multiple times, often during its run, uh, to cover it from a number of different angles with segments for the show and, of course, video as well. Before that time, you can call 407-WDW-FEST, F-E-S-T, that's 407-939-3378 for information. And if you want to make reservations for any of the special events and programs, you can also get more festival details uh, probably in late July or so over at DisneyWorld.com slash food and wine. And you can start booking those special events and programs beginning August 11th. Over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, I'm going to start off this week with a rumor, and it's actually about Star Tours, because I've talked about this in the past, and while Star Tours, as they call it online, 2.0, may have been delayed, the force may be back, and a new version of the attraction may be coming soon. There are reports online and on major news sources, such as the LA Times, which is why I mention this now, that filming is taking place in West Hollywood, California, at this time. The Times also quotes legendary voice actor Frank Oz, you know him from the Muppets, who also voiced Jedi Master Yoda in the films, saying that the last time he did Yoda's voice was, quote, not long ago at all. I was recording dialogue for the new Disney ride. End quote. Now, rumors abound that the film may be in 3D and incorporate prequel characters like citizens from Naboo, Geonosians, along with many creatures from the original trilogy as well, Supposedly, your new, your new story may uh, have your Star Tours vehicle being chased by Boba Fett. Of course, C-3PO and R2-D2 are still around, and we'll also be able to see Admiral Akbar through a holographic projection, if the rumors are true. Again, this is just rumor. Once again, I need to be clear. But with Star Wars weekends coming up very, very soon, Star Wars and Disney fans might just have another reason to be excited about their favorite attraction over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Speaking of Star Wars weekends, again, that starts the weekend of May 22nd. The official Star Wars site has unveiled some of this year's Star Wars weekends merchandise. I will put that link in the show notes. Looking very much forward to checking that out when I visit later on this month. Also, during my trip to the studios a couple of weeks ago, I noticed the characters from Club Penguin in the studios for meet and greet near the Backlot Tour. I watched for a while, saw that younger kids seemed very, very excited to see the Penguin characters. We'll definitely have to watch and see if they will become more permanent fixtures in the parks. Speaking of characters at the studios, keep on the lookout for characters from Disney Pixar's Up at the studios, possibly as early as late May. Nothing has been officially confirmed as yet, but daily meet and greets are reportedly planned to be held over at the Magic of Disney Animation post-show area 
replacing the current Bolt meet and greet. As soon as something official comes out, I will definitely report it on the show. Finally, over in Disney's Animal Kingdom, for guests that are interested in Disney's Animal Kingdom Picnic in the Park, which I covered a couple of weeks ago, vegetarian dishes have now been added to the menu. So portobello mushroom and vegetable wraps have been added as an entree available with Tier 1, and tandoori spiced tofu and zucchini squash is now available as a side dish with either tier. So that is going to do it for this week's news from Walt Disney World. If you have any news that you want to share, you can email me or to discuss anything you've heard in the news section or anything Disney, visit the forums over at wdwradio.com. When planning a vacation to Walt Disney World, it goes without saying that in order to have a fun, successful, and most importantly, memorable experience, planning ahead is key. And it goes beyond where to stay and where, when, and and how to eat, and even how to approach experiencing the theme parks and attractions. And, And there's many layers and aspects to a vacation, some of which we may take for granted when it comes to planning but really can be critical for creating the memories that will last a lifetime. And for kids, and many kids at heart, a big part of their theme park and entire Walt Disney World experience is by seeing, meeting, getting photos and autographs with and from their favorite Disney characters. So today, I want to help out with a little practical planning in every way as we look at the best ways to get character autographs and photographs. And joining me once again is the Disney Daddy, Chuck Lineberg, as we try and help enhance your family's Walt Disney World vacation. Chuck, welcome back. Lou, always a pleasure to be here. Great to have you back. And uh, as a father as well, and obviously I'm sure you've both seen countless sets of parents with their kids trying to meet as many characters as possible during the trip. It's so important to them so many times. We know how important not only that aspect of the trip can be, but that it's really something that that can and oftentimes should be planned out ahead of time. Oh, yeah. A lot of times, just like anything else, when you go to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, really any Disney park on the planet, this is another example where a little bit of planning can go a a very long way. And, And when you're talking about getting character autographs and photos, there's some efficient ways to do it, and then there's some not-so-efficient ways uh, to do so. And again, this is where planning can really make a big difference. Right, and I think it's something that a lot of people might not think about. You know, you think about, okay, where am I going to eat? Where am I going to stay? How am I going to tour the parks? And you sort of say, well, we'll find the characters once we get there, or, or everybody must just be in the Magic Kingdom. And I think that's where some of people's difficulties lie or they say hey you know i never got to see so and so or the line for mickey in toontown was just so long i can't believe my kids didn't get a picture with mickey mouse and it certainly does not have to be that way not at all uh you know in fact you know mickey's probably the best example of that i mean he is the head cheese he is the the signature character for for disney and so everybody wants to see Mickey Mouse. Well, if you're going to stop and think, okay, well, where am I going to meet Mickey Mouse? The, the judge's tent in the Magic Kingdom is the first place that comes to mind. 
But Mickey's in a lot of different places. It's amazing how he does this and hops around. But you can see Mickey at a number of different character dining opportunities, breakfast, lunch, and or dinner. You can see him in different parks. And so one of the things that I've started to encourage to folks is if you're looking to get your your picture and or autograph with Mickey Mouse, really don't even worry about the Magic Kingdom. Spend your time at the Magic Kingdom on attractions and things like that. Don't worry about the lines. Go other places to find Mickey Mouse. And one of those places is uh, getting doing character dining. So that you can sit down and, hey, while you're getting a, a photograph and, a, and an autograph from Mickey Mouse, you're having a good breakfast, lunch, or dinner, too. Right. And it's funny because that strategy sort of flies in the face of what everybody says to do, which is as soon as you get to the Magic Kingdom, be there for road drop, forget about Dumbo, run over, be the first person online at the judge's tent. You're not the only person who's going to follow that strategy, so certainly you are going to still wait. And now you're getting backed up to actually get on some of the attractions that maybe your kids want to do in Fantasyland. Next thing you know, Peter Pan is a 50-minute wait. So that's and then you can, you know, instead of worrying about Mickey Mouse, you can draw your attention to some of the things, say, in Toontown that are exclusive, like Pixie Hollow, where you're meeting you know, Tinkerbell and the other uh, various uh, pixies there. That's something that you, that you have a hard time finding anywhere else. So if you're going to spend your time standing you know, in some long lines, and believe me, Pixie Hollow gets a long line really quickly, go over there and deal with that. We can find Mickey other places. Like I said, character dining is just one way to do it. There are a number of ways that, that we're going to talk about. Right. And I think that's really the first thing we should focus on because, you know, chances are if you're listening to this podcast, you know about character dining. But I'm surprised how many people come back and say, I'd never realized that I can go to a restaurant and meet characters and get a long time with them. And character dining, I think, is probably the first and best tip. And if you plan this out the right way, fortunately, look at us five minutes in, we're talking about food. Um, you will not only have a different experience than if you went to someplace like the Judge's Den, but oftentimes better because the characters will come to you and they will spend possibly a longer amount of time with you and you can interact with them in a very, very different type of way. Oh, absolutely. And, and this is a chance where you can also really get some of those wonderful candid shots. You know, in the in the, the typical meet and greet, you might see that one or two times where you know they're they're coming and they do a slight bit of interaction, but this is where you know if you're doing a character dining where you know, Goofy may mess around with your drink and you know pretend to take a sip of your drink or play with you in other things like that or especially play with the kids and you can get some of those priceless pictures of of your your children or myself and you like your kids at heart having fun with the characters before you stand and, and kind of have the typical cheese moment. Um, so that's why I think character dining really is the best place to get uh, character photos and autographs, especially those more popular characters like, you know, say the Fab Five, uh, who, you know, everybody's trying to get Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, and Pluto. And, you know, when you're thinking about that, there's no, no better place to go than, of course, Chef Mickey's at the Contemporary. Absolutely. And like you said, it's different because when you're standing online at a theme park for a character, chances are there's a line of people behind you. They're all waiting. You know, maybe your kid wants to try and talk to or hug or do whatever. And sometimes you almost feel obligated to, to hurry along, which is the courteous and, and right thing to do. But it's different because now they're coming to you. You're sitting at your table. They'll spend as much time with you as they possibly can. You can get the pictures that you need. You can do all those different things without having to worry about 
there's somebody waiting behind me. The character will make his way or her way around to that next table. And Chef Mickey's, I think when I think of character dining as well, is probably one of, if not the first place I think of, like you said, because you not only get a good breakfast, but you do get that Fab Five there. And it's a lot of fun because it's not just them walking over to the table, shaking your hand, taking a picture, moving along. There are other interactive things they, they do. There are parades, they do different things, and it gets everybody really, really involved. And if you have a video camera, keep it out on the table. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, there's a you know here's a tip about character dining is uh, keep an eye on the characters because they do you know kind of rotate around through and you know, you need to kind of judge how they're doing so that you can sort of predict that little lull so you can actually run go grab something to eat because you'll be surprised how much time you're going to be spending taking pictures taking video and doing things with the characters. In fact, depending on how things go, you may actually see a character twice mm-hmm. if you happen to to say you know, sit down and you, you know here's your ADR time and you, you sit down and two minutes later here comes the first character sort of rotating through the restaurant it may be before you're done you may even see that character again and so you have a second shot with a particular character right and time is a critical and very very important part of what we're talking about as far as character dining because number one you can actually schedule your character meal depending on where you are say in the theme park, Crystal Palace is one of my favorites, before the park even opens. So not only do you get into the park early, not that you can ride attractions, but you get an incredible view down Main Street, as you're oftentimes the only people walking down, heading towards Crystal Palace. You are getting your a great breakfast out of the way without interfering with park time. And instead of the time that you're spending there that you might have spent online to meet one character or two characters, here you might get four, five characters. You might get Pooh and Eeyore and Tigger and Piglet all at once. And again, sometimes more than once, especially places like um, Cape May Cafe is one that my kids really enjoy. You get Minnie, Goofy, and Chip and Dale dressed up like they're going swimming or surfing, whatever it is. And oftentimes they'll make it back twice during that buffet to see you at your table, which is, again, a great u- utilization of time. Oh, absolutely. I I talk to a lot of different people and, and highly recommend that if you can get that uh, that ADR before park opening because you do get that almost feels like exclusive access uh, to the park and you know there's nothing like having you know, being able to to walk down a nearly empty Main Street. Uh, you really do get the feeling like you have the park to yourself. That's just a that's just an additional perk to say nothing about the fact that again you're you're getting to meet uh, these different characters. And, uh, and get those autographs as well and really not having to sit there and stand in a long line doing not much else. Exactly. And there's there's a lot of different choices when it comes to character dining. And we'll, we can talk about some of our favorites, but I'll also link up to some places where I'll actually just put them maybe in the show notes because you can find a wide variety. It's not just the same characters everywhere. Although, like you oh, said, absolutely. you know, people like Mickey, They Mickey does a great job of getting from the Magic Kingdom to breakfast to the studios to Epcot very, very well uh, without a lot of guests realizing. But you can find him at Chef Mickey's. Uh, but if you want to go and maybe dine with a princess, Cinderella's Royal Table, a hot ticket to get. I mean, you better be on the phone at, at 6.59 a.m. <laughs> 90 days out. But... You know, there you can meet Cinderella and Belle and Snow White and Princess Aurora and the Fairy Godmother. I mean, 
that's a, especially if you have a little princess in your family that that's one of my favorites absolutely another one that i also highly recommend uh, also is restaurant akershus uh there in the norway pavilion in epcot because that's also a great place to meet princesses uh i've seen ariel cinderella i've seen there occasionally uh jasmine snow white aurora alice uh, a number of different princesses. However, I will give a great big warning out to any young boys who happen to be listening to this, and moms and dads take them to Akershus. There's a little thing, especially I think it's usually Snow White. You got to watch her carefully because she's a kisser. <laughs> I have got right now. Now, moms and dads, this is perfect because this is this is the embarrassing shot you can show at your your son's you know wedding rehearsal night years down the road. But I've got great shots of both my boys who have gotten this enormous smooch from Snow White. And she must have put like five pounds of lipstick on because they, you know, they have that perfect lipstick pucker left on the forehead or the cheek or something like that. So, you know, I do warn you know, any little boys that I know that are going there, just just watch out for the kissing princesses over at Akershus because they are there. That's true. And there's plenty of other places in the parks so you can go to. The Garden Grill in the Land, Tusker House, and Disney's Animal Kingdom. I really, really enjoy. It's also a great breakfast. breakfast. Yeah. Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy. You can see there for breakfast. Um, if your kids are into Playhouse Disney, I love the buffet over at Hollywood and Vine. You get, uh, I think it's still Jojo and Goliath and Jojo Leo Goliath and June. June and Leo. Right. From uh, uh, Little Einstein's. A lot of singing, a lot, lot of dancing, a lot of great uh, photo ops. Yeah, they also come together and they have hosts that are actually in the uh, in the restaurant. They have two hosts that they invite all the kids to come together to the center of the restaurant and you know they do this about every hour, maybe every 45 minutes and do a sing and dance uh, routine with them and just let the kids cut loose and, and you just see them be bopping and just jumping all over the place and it's that's also just great pictures and great video. And I put kids in air quotes because if you're 40 and short you can sometimes sneak in there as well from what I hear. Again, not speaking yeah a, a friend a friend, <laughs> a friend, a friend of it. a friend yeah okay. but don't forget too chuck that in addition to the parks and again we talked about some of the advantages of doing it in the parks a lot of the resort hotels have wonderful yes. character dining as well ohana at the polynesian is a great one we're not only again mickey bouncing around a lot he brings us his best friend pluto and you also get lilo and stitch um we talked about cape may cafe one of, the, one of the other ones, I think, that, that's very much overlooked um, because of where it is, and I think it's still I think it's still going on, is the Garden Grove Cafe over at the Dolphin. I think they still yeah, have Saturday they, and Sundays. They still that Saturday and Sunday, and it does uh, vary around a little bit, and some of the characters uh, vary a little bit. But yes, there is still character dining uh, over in the Dolphin, uh, one of those to call and kind of check ahead and see exactly when it's going to happen. But yes, the Dolphin still does does have a character dining Right, experience. And remember, too, you can do it not only for breakfast. There are lunch and dinners as well. Uh, 1900 Absolutely. Park Fair over at the Grand Floridian. Really enjoy that. Um, a lot of the, you know, uh, characters from England, Alice, Mad Hatter. You'll find Mary Poppins. I think she's only at breakfast. Um, Cinderella, Prince Charming, still, I think, appear in a park fair. Yeah, and actually, you know what? For 1900 Park Fair and... Uh, Usually, I think that's pretty much lunch and, and dinner only for, for Cinderella and Prince Charming. But that's one of the only places I have ever seen Prince Charming you know, out and about uh, that's that's not just like on a parade float or in the you know Cinderella celebration or you know one of the, the castle shows. Uh, so this is an opportunity actually to meet Prince Charming and a, a fairly exclusive one. Same thing uh, with Lilo. Uh, she's not always that easy to find out in the parks. So some of these um, 
character dining places are have do have some characters that are somewhat exclusive. Right. So, you know, that's maybe one of the best places and only places to meet some of these characters. Right. And even sometimes at the resorts, every now and then, if you get really lucky, you might even find some of the characters sort of wandering around the resorts. Um, I think Chip and Dale, sometimes you might find your Pioneer Hall over at Fort Wilderness. Yep. Um, also, Wilderness Lodge. I think they sort of make their way down the trail over to the lodge as well. I've run into Mickey a time or two at the Beach Club. There you go. There you go. How he does it, I just don't know. I, I'm telling you. he. Uh, you see why he's the big cheese, like you said. Uh, exactly. Uh, but the one thing, and you actually mentioned this as a tip, that people should definitely be aware of, it's, it's not really a con, just something to make sure that you remember, is to bring a camera for character dining, because you might not always find a photo pass photographer who is following a character around taking pictures for you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, many people who have who are a fan and, and have heard our talks before, we talked a lot about PhotoPass. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a very, very big fan of, of PhotoPass. And this is the one, if you want to call it a downside to doing character dining, is that you're on your own when it comes to photography. So that's why you, we especially say for, for those character dining things, you got to have that camera out uh, and ready because if you're going to get that photo, you're going to be the one to get it. Uh, that is not necessarily the case if you're in the parks at a meet and greet uh, opportunity where you can use and take advantage of PhotoPass. Exactly. And before you get down there, if you're using a digital camera, I speak from experience. Even if you think you're not going to need it, go out, go buy yourself an extra memory card. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I, in the last, um, you know, I'm, I'm a, a photo kind of person. And so, you know, I you know, love taking photos and in my last week trip to Disney I ended up taking about 2,000 photos which is about 6 gigs worth and still had to clean off a few pictures so yeah bring those cards down because it'll, you'll be surprised yeah it can fit 700 pictures on there but you'll be surprised how quickly you'll burn through 700 pictures absolutely absolutely so but obviously in addition to character dining which, which as I think we've made the point is a great and very unique way to get to meet and spend some some quality time with the characters. Obviously, going to the parks um, is where you're going to find most of the characters. And there are a lot of characters to be found, believe me, far above and beyond just finding the Fab Five and a couple of princesses. Uh, there are dozens, possibly hundreds of characters, depending on when you go, that you can meet in the parks. But again, Chuck, there, you have to have a strategy. And don't always think that the Magic Kingdom is the only place that you can meet them. Absolutely. In fact, a lot of times, I, as, as I said earlier, I kind of recommend against the Magic Kingdom. There are some exceptions to that. Uh, things like you know, Tinkerbell, as, as I talked about before, she's pretty much exclusive to the Magic Kingdom. So if you're going to have a meet and greet and an interview time with, with Tinkerbell and, and some of the, the Pixie friends, you got to go to Pixie Hollow. Um, sometimes uh, like Jiminy Cricket or uh, Pinocchio, who's very popular these days with the, with the re-release of the DVD, Pretty much you see them uh, in the Magic Kingdom. Sometimes you see Pinocchio uh, uh, running around Epcot. But uh, like Jiminy, sometimes the uh, only place you'll find him uh, is in the Magic Kingdom. So there are those exceptions to finding characters uh, in the Magic Kingdom. But for the vast majority of them, they're elsewhere. And I generally encourage folks to go elsewhere to find those characters. And, and kind of the, you know, we always hear about Disney's best kept secret. And no, I'm not talking about DVC. In the case of character pictures and autographs, I think kind of the best is kept secret cut that over there in Future World, sort of near Club Cool, is the Epcot character spot. 
and yes, you'll line up. It usually is nowhere near what you see at the judge's tent, but you will line up and you get five characters right there in one one line. So it's not just lining up just to see one, getting another line to see another, getting another line to see another. You know, you'll you'll line up and it might be thirty minutes uh, or so. Maybe I've I've seen maybe a forty-five minute wait, but then you'll start. You've got you'll do Mickey, you'll do Minnie, uh, you'll do Goofy, uh, you'll do uh, Chip and Dale, you'll get Pluto, and so there you go. You know, all in one round, you've gotten a number of characters, all with photo pass, and you've got that opportunity for the photos and for the autographs. Exactly. Oh, and by the way, great hidden Mickey's is while you're at it too. So keep your eyes open. Right, and they have these wonderfully themed backgrounds behind them. And if that's what your kids are really into, and I, you know, my kids are starting to get to the age where the characters are becoming important to them, that will satisfy them. That will keep them. So you're not bouncing around from the park searching for characters. You know that they're there, all in one spot. And it's obviously indoors. It's air conditioned. And you're right, the character meeting area there, I think, was a great addition. Um, that really is relatively recent. Over the last couple of years, that they added that in. Yeah, and it's been very successful. Um, every time we have wanted to do uh, to do characters, you know, uh, trip that we took last Easter, uh, we brought my wife's uh, mom down there. First ever and probably only ever time she'll ever go to Walt Disney World. And, you know, she is a, a fairly big Disney fan as well. And so, you know, we didn't even bother with, with the Magic Kingdom trying to meet Mickey Mouse. We headed straight to that Epcot character spot and 30-minute line or so. And, boom, and this, again, Easter week, you know, very crowded time in the park. But 30 minutes and boom, here she was with Mickey Mouse and getting to meet Mickey Mouse. And it, it's somewhat ironic because when Epcot Center first opened, there were no characters whatsoever. And here we yep. are recommending Epcot as one of the best places to meet characters. And it's far above and beyond just this this character spot because go over into World Showcase and it is a true hidden treasure trove of wonderful characters appropriate to each different pavilion. Absolutely. And this is another time where a little bit of planning helps you. This is when it's it's real helpful to go get a times guide because they will list when those characters are coming out. But you can see a number of different people. Uh, we haven't forgotten about Donald. He's there too. He's in Mexico. But this is a little bit of a different Donald. This is the Donald and the three caballeros. So, you know, a, a wonderful sort of side role that Donald plays. It's totally different than than what the rest of the Fab Five do. And so you can, can get that experience with Donald and the Three Caballeros. Uh, over there in Mexico, it's sort of to the right of the main Mexico pavilion, sort of in a little uh, tree-covered walkway uh, heading backstage, and they kind of line up back there. In China, you can see uh, Mulan. Uh, we've seen Mushu there, too. Again, another and character that you don't see anywhere else. I love Morocco. being able to find Mushu over in, in China. Oh, yeah. And he's all, he, you talk about a character that plays with you before... You know, you have the stand up and, and, and smile uh, shot. They play with the kids and, and everything like that. And so Mushu is, is definitely lives up to his, his reputation of creating trouble. And you know what, though? Uh, because Mushu is a great example, because they are not sort of right on the promenade, you have to sort of go back right by the entrance to the temple. There's usually not a long line, maybe five, ten people for, yeah. for great characters, great unique characters. Oh, absolutely. Again, this is where. You know, you might see us maybe a 15-minute line. I think that's about the most I've ever experienced um, for a, a particular problem uh, for a particular uh, character. The one bit that you do have to just keep an eye out for is is rain. Uh, if it does happen to rain, they will 
move the characters uh, inside, but usually the, the character handlers are very good about reestablishing the line somewhere in an inside location and pretty much in the order in which it was. They're, they're usually really good about that. We had that uh, one year when we were meeting Aladdin and Jasmine in Morocco. It was outside along the World Showcase Promenade, uh, and a little bit of rain started, so they whisked them right into an indoor location there, but reestablished the line right away and really was only a few minutes extra that it would have taken. Right. You know, uh, yeah, France, Belle and the Beast, and this is this is the Belle of sort of the early movie time, um, not necessarily the yellow, you know, the, the, the dancing dress, but more in the uh, her, her style from the early movie. Uh, meet her in France. You can also meet Aurora uh, sometimes in, in France there as well. You're looking for Pooh, Tigger, and Eeyore. They're, you can find them frequently in England, uh, along with Mary Poppins. A lot of times this is another one where you know there's a little bit of a queue for it, and you get Mary Poppins first, and then you move into the second room, and you, you've got Pooh, Tigger, and Eeyore right there. Right. On my most recent trip, I happened to find... Um I happened to find Princess Aurora, who was standing by herself in France. No, I mean, people didn't even realize, because you need to walk into the pavilions, and I say this all the time, you need to explore these pavilions and look at what you might find. You might find Aladdin and the genie all the way in the back of Morocco in this wonderfully themed room with a beautiful backdrop in the book. You might find, like you said, Belle and the Beast. I mean, you might find the, the huge beast uh, out there, which I think is great, and uh, and I think Belle just looks a little bit more beautiful when she's in the UK in France. Well, you know, I, I and it's saying. also really, yeah, she is. She's she's very beautiful there in the UK, and also she's got a, a very nice uh, stained glass window backdrop that is all. You know, if you, you take a second and look at that, it it reflects much of the story of Beauty and the Beast there in that backdrop. If you go think of the beginning of the movie of Beauty and the Beast, where that story is sort of told in stained glass, that that introduction story. Well, you start to see some of those same themes reflected in the stained glass of the shop. So it's like literally stepping into the movie itself. Right. And outside of Morocco, right on the promenade, you'll you'll often find them by the water. Uh, You'll find Aladdin and Jasmine. Uh, You'll find Snow White. And every now and then you might catch it with Dopey over by Germany. So Mm -hmm. many, so many great characters that you can meet here. Again, some unique to Epcot and the pavilions. Some that you might find that sort of bounce around between maybe, you know, Aladdin sometimes takes his little carpet, heads on over to Adventureland, makes his way back just in time for some meet and greets uh, over in Morocco. Absolutely. And and there's there's far more than, than just Epcot. We also get into the studios where in the studios you have some other very exclusive characters. I mean, you're talking about meeting the Power Rangers and you talk about a group of very uh, energetic characters. You know, try and do a pose with the Power Rangers because they'll pose you up. It's not just stand and smile. They'll get you up there with, you know, you'll have your arms up and ready and and, and just a whole lot of fun. So there's a lot of interaction. Uh, also with, with groups like the Power Rangers, you can see the uh, Ma, uh, uh, Mike and Sully from yep. Monsters, Inc., uh, The Incredibles. Again, Studios is also another great place where you can find some exclusive characters that you wouldn't find in the Magic Kingdom. Studios also is a great place to find Buzz and Woody. Yes, you can find Wood, uh, Buzz over in Tomorrowland, but finding them over in the studios in, in a new setup that they just created with you know, the establishment of Pixar Place. Of course, Buzz and Woody used to be over by Al's Toy Barn, sort of back in the corner behind Muppets and near Mama Melrose. Uh, they since have moved them uh, into their own new area 
uh, that, that was the creation of Pixar Place. And this is a really neat character meet and greet place because it's inside. It's nicely themed with the background. But as you're queuing through the line, and this is one that gets a little bit more of a line. You might see a good 30-minute or 45-minute line, especially if it's a particularly busy day. But you know what? That's okay because they all have created these little take-your-own-photos with these cutouts. So you can have your kids standing in Buzz Lightyear's spaceship package. Mm -hmm. Then you move on to some other little scenes throughout the Toy Story movie that are cutouts so you can be your your child can be strapped to Buzz's rocket and you get a picture of them strapped to Buzz's rocket. And so while you're going through the line they create some of these self picture moments. Uh, very creative that the Imagineers came up with as a way to help give some entertainment during a uh, during a line. Absolutely. And the studios, I mean the, the central plaza of the studios right in front of the hat is often one of the best places. Sometimes confusing because you'll be standing in the middle and you'll be surrounded on all sides by different yep. characters. And you might get Goofy in on one side, Chippendale here, a villain here, Mary Poppins here, maybe a dozen or so characters, depending on the time of the day that you can go to, all in one relatively compact location. So again, you're not searching around for, for characters throughout the park. Absolutely, and again, just like just like with Epcot, getting that times guide is going to be uh, a real wise move because it's going to give you when those characters are going to be out and about. And you know, Animal Kingdom is not wanting either. Uh, Camp Minnie Mickey, there's a whole land pretty much set out just for uh, you know the characters there. So Camp Minnie Mickey's got a number of characters there. Stitch is out in that area. I've seen him again. It's another guy that gets around. Uh, I've seen him all over the place. So you know. Animal Kingdom has, has plenty of characters over there as well. Right, and again, you'll find ones that oftentimes maybe this is the best place to find if you're looking for Baloo, if you're looking for King Louie. Great places to find them in Animal Kingdom. And again, a park that's meant to be explored even above and beyond going to Camp Minnie Mickey and the character greeting trails there. You'll find them at the front of the park. You'll find Flick. Uh, you'll find characters from Pocahontas. Um, I've, I've sometimes seen a Pocahontas standing by herself because people walk right by. They don't even realize that she's there. Right. And another one that if, if she ever gave autographs, it'd be great. But again, searching for Divine. Not really a you know a movie character. She's kind of one of those exclusive park characters, kind of like Figment, you know, over in Epcot. But another character just to find, if nothing else, just to see Divine. So that's that's another fun one to, to try for. You're, you're not moving in on my woman, Divine, there, are you? I, hey, she's, you know, she's spoken for. Just so you <laughs> facts, facts are facts, there, buddy. I have an unhealthy so. obsession with a plant, and I please <laughs> forgive me. So, you know, but there's also some things to think about. You know, we're getting getting autographs, and we've talked a lot about you know things in the past, like the penny presses and and hidden Mickey's. You know, these are all the things to enjoy with Walt Disney World that really don't cost a lot of money. Autographs are the same way. There's there's very little cost that's required to collect autographs. Obviously, you need to have. Besides, of course, the park tickets and things like that, but you need to have an autograph book of some sort. You can either you know get one from from Disney. The the shops have them just everywhere. I I, I don't think I've been into a shop yet that doesn't have an autograph book there, and they're somewhere around seven dollars or so. You can get uh, some of the the various uh, guides for kids uh, that are out. That if you're reading in advance, uh, a lot of them in the back have spaces for autographs, so you can use that there, or you can create your own autograph book. Doesn't really matter. Some of the things to think about when you're getting autographs, though, um, ballpoint pens, they work, but they're not always necessarily the best thing because they don't show up that well. I recommend to many folks to use a Sharpie. Um, 
either like a, a fine point or, uh, or no, I wouldn't even get to the ultra fine because again, it's too thin of a line. Uh, those fine point sharpies work very, very well, and especially the click sharpies right. that they have out now, where you can just you just click it like a like an old ballpoint pen, and out pops the pen tip, and you know the character can go away, uh, can go off and and, and start signing. Uh, make sure that when you're approaching the character, especially at meet and greets, and also especially back during the character dinings, have those books out, have the pens ready so that the, the characters can can quickly sign them so we're not you know, wasting any time um, looking for a, a blank page in a book or, or getting the pen top off or anything like that. Exactly. And and there are things like that. There, there are, is certain etiquette that you should follow and having your page open and your pen ready will make it easier and quicker for everybody um, as well. Uh, and if you don't have a pen, usually the people, the, the friends of the characters will have yes. one and, and should be able to help help you out. Um, Definitely. And all characters, I think, except maybe two. I think Buzz Lightyear and is it King Louie are the only two I can think of that might not Woody sign? also does. Uh, I think Woody has lately has started doing stamping too. Buzz definitely stamps. Um, I want to say the Incredibles did a stamp. Uh, the last time we were there, that, that they did a stamp, but the vast, vast majority do um, do autographs. And and here's an actually another little tip for for the for the more serious collectors like Lou and myself. <laughs> Obviously, and, and this is something we could talk about as a whole other segment. But you know, Disney has that get your own customized maps made and mailed to you that you can get off the website. Get one of those, and then have all the characters sign those nice maps. That's a real cool thing to frame. Right. And that, right, I, I've seen a lot of people do that. They'll bring a T-shirt or they'll bring a pillowcase or whatever it is and try and get as many character signatures on there as they can. And it, look, if there is a particular character that you're looking for, um, you can go to Guest Relation. You can ask them, hey, where is Peter Pan going to be today? When can I meet Captain Hook and Mr. Smee? They will try and find out for you or they'll even make a call if need be to find out if and when that character is going to be appearing. Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, again, this is this just shows the the incredible lengths to which cast members will go. That you know, we had a had a time where uh, it was at the very end of our trip. It was actually our very first trip, and we were bumping right up against flight schedules. And so, you know, the Magical Express deadline was looming, and my my daughter was looking to find Belle. So I had a cast member who was, you know working the phones all over the place in Epcot to try and find exactly when Belle would be coming out in France. Unfortunately, we missed her by about half an hour, but we knew exactly where she would be, and we were kind of waiting. Hopefully, maybe she would come out a tad bit early. Uh, now, we ended up getting Belle the next time, and so you know, life was life was great nine months later. But uh, you know, this cast member really, I think, called like six different locations to, to find where Belle would be. And you know, that's the kind of thing that the Disney cast members do just day in and day out and go above and beyond to try and make sure that the guests are as are as happy as they possibly can be. Right. And and like you said, like when we talked about things like the pressed pennies, collecting autographs is not only free, really, for the most part, other than a pen and a piece of paper, but it's a lot of fun. And I think there's a lot of fun in the quest. And if you are a completist, you know, there there's so many more characters than the ones that you might think of. I, you probably didn't realize that you might be able to go out and meet Bo Peep, or you could meet Bullseye, or you could meet the Country Bears, uh, mm-hmm. Abby Mallard, you know, what characters from Chicken Little. So that's part of the fun, is in the quest uh, of trying to catch the ones, you know, anybody can get 
Chippendale for the most part, but go out and say, hey, can I find, you know, of course, no, yeah. I can't think of any Friar Tucker or Frollo. Yeah, or, Friar Tucker. Or Frozone. Yeah. Frozone's awesome. I, I love. Uh, yeah, Frozone's really Frozone. cool. And, and getting some of the more uh, obscure characters. And, you know, especially uh, down at the studios, you might see some of the characters that are tied into some of the movies that are around, like Bolt uh, is out right now. Uh, and I'm sure that that will, will change when some of the next movies. I'm sure probably in the next couple of months that will probably move and, and some of the folks from Up will be uh, over at the studios and, and you'll probably have a, a meet and greet with them uh, very soon as well. And, and again, look for... Uh, I believe her name is Princess Tiana with Princess and the Frog. I'm sure she'll be showing up very, very soon in the parks with the impending release of, of Princess and the Frog coming up next a little bit. Definitely. And look, above and beyond the autograph and the photos, remember that when you're taking the photo and you're going up, the characters are not static. They are there to have as good of an experience with you and or your child as possible. They will interact with you. They can see you. They can hear you. Uh, they will they will respond to you. They will have conversations with you, even if they're not a face character, by using different gestures. Have as much fun and encourage your child to have as much fun as possible. That being oh, said, absolutely. but that being said, don't also you know I've seen sometimes parents so desperate having stood online for Aurora for for a half hour pushing the kid forward and he, maybe they're just not ready for it. Let the character approach them they're often great with that if your child maybe is a little shy about going up to them don't force them into doing it if, if maybe they're not ready but trust me the characters oftentimes will recognize that and will try and help you along oh that's that's some of the most charming moments that i've seen uh, i'm trying to remember where it was maybe it was at the upcut character spot and there was a small boy very young uh you know two years old maybe i want to guess and he was seeing many and very, very hesitant. And so, you know, moms and dads just kind of let him let him be. And many got down onto both knees and, you know, kind of squatted down and just had this open and inviting look. And it, I think, 30 seconds maybe of just kind of, it's okay. And, you know, that, that little boy just, eventually he just got it. And the next thing you know, boom, he's plunging into to Minnie's arms with a great big hug. And, again, those are the kind of photos that you'll see that are, that are absolutely priceless but these characters really do care about kids and so they know how to to be respectful to them they understand that sometimes their little a character might be up here frightening and so they don't push the kids at all and uh you know so let let the kids kind of do you know how they how they feel because you know, the characters will invite them in absolutely absolutely and like we said at the outset i mean i really believe and i, and I know chuck you agree that these character meets can often be one of the most rewarding, certainly one of the most memorable parts of your trip. And if you plan accordingly, and if you act accordingly as you're going through it, and always being courteous and respectful of, of not just the characters, but the other people who are trying to meet them as well, uh, I guarantee that these simple moments that might just take a couple of minutes are things that are going to be able to create memories that last a lifetime. So all in all, first and foremost, always remember that it's okay to be a kid again and even if you're say by way of example uh, maybe a 40 year old man in the parks by yourself it's okay to wave at bell on a parade float like crazy or seek out tigger or stand in line for a photo with a captain whether it be a sparrow or a hook um but whatever you do don't walk on poo so <laughs> <laughs> you know you're never gonna live that one down i know i know but so <laughs> 
Anyway, Chuck Leinberger, Disney Daddy, always full of great tips for planning a vacation, especially enjoying it together as a family. You can visit him at DisneyDaddy.blogspot.com. Thank you very much for taking the time and uh, and sharing your advice and your experience with character autographs and photographs. Love to do it, Lou. Look forward to the next time. I'm very excited to be doing a segment that I haven't done in a long time, a long time, and that is Fact or Fiction, where I get a chance to ask a guest 10 trivia or history questions about Walt Disney World and have that person tell me whether it's true or not, hence the name Fact or Fiction. But I'm even more excited because of whom I get to play the game with this week. You know him as Josh, the longtime listener and longtime voicemailer whose moving voicemail to me a couple of weeks ago prompted me to call him up and invite him on the show. So making his first non-voicemail appearance on the show, I proudly present my buddy, Josh. Welcome, buddy. Hey, those are almost as nice as Tim's. (laughs) And I worked almost as long on that one. Oh, did you? Wow. I'll have to come up with a nickname for you as well. Uh, Bananas Foster okay. is taken, unfortunately. Yeah, how, how did that ever come to be, anyway? I, you know what? I think I was a, uh, a sleep-deprived night of, of writing top tens and introductions, and um, it was just a natural fit. So, Yeah. I think he was tired of me calling him Samantha Brown, so I came up with something else. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of get tiring. So, yeah. jo- so tell, first, Josh, tell me, how old are you? I'm not even sure. Are you 12, 13? Well, I'm only twelve. How old are you, Lou? I'm uh, I'm not twelve. I am not twelve, and I'm cel- oh, okay. uh, yes, and I'm celebrating my unbirthday today. So. Oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> where yeah. um where are you from? I'm from uh, Holly, Michigan. It's a small town, probably about two thousand people, and it's about an hour and a half away from Detroit. Okay. So. Well, you yeah. know what? I, I may be a lot older than you, but it's a lot warmer. Yeah. He, it's a lot warmer here in the winter than it is <laughs> in Michigan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that. It's only Michigan. Don't get too excited. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, so tell me. You know, you've been listening, I guess, for a long time. How, how, and when did you first find the show? Well, uh, I can't really remember when I found the show. It must have been, oh, probably. Well, I haven't really been listening that long, but probably about since, well, when I got back from Disney World, uh, I went there, like I said, October, uh, what was it? Oh, 13th to the 20th, there for a week, and uh, I was Googling uh, Disney World, and uh, I was on iTunes one day, and I came to the WDW radio show, and uh, the first one that I ever listened to was, of course, was Tim Foster, and it was uh, top ten things we love about the haunted mansion. So, so d- you, you just how- Tim had you at hello, huh? I know. Yep. <laughs> he has that effect on young men. So, 
Yeah. <laughs> are you so? Were, were you Boy. like? Did you go to Disney World a lot, or are you just like a big Disney fan? No, uh, I've actually only been there twice. So, I guess you can call me a Disney geek, but I've only been there a few times. But I love everything Disney. I guess. So do you? Do you um, like a lot of your friends Disney fans too, or do they think that you're crazy when you start rattling off trivia, much like I was doing when I was twelve? They think I'm crazy. That's all right. It's a good crazy. Don't yep. let them tell you yep. otherwise. No, nope, I don't. Everyone <laughs> knows that I like Disney. I just tell them. Cool. Yeah. So after having gone to Walt Disney World a couple of times, what do you think your favorite park is? Is it the Magic Kingdom? Is it Epcot? Well, uh, the four parks, I'd have to say my number one favorite is, of course, the Magic Kingdom. My second one, I'd have to say it's probably Hollywood Studios. I don't know why, but I like... Uh, I like the Tower of Terror and the Rock and Roller Coaster and the great movie ride and everything. Uh, number three would have to be Epcot. I mean, I know a lot of people are probably yelling at your iPods and everything, saying <laughs> that Epcot should be number two, but I don't know. I mean, a lot of people say it's a grown-up park. I don't think it's a grown-up park, but uh, yeah, it's a good park. And uh, number four would probably have to be the Animal Kingdom because, uh, well, i got to have some rides. I mean, it's a lot of just kind of see sights and everything that you see there. True. But but I'll tell you something. Yeah. I'm very yeah. happy that Disney's Hollywood Studios is your second favorite park. And do you want to know why? Why? Because every single question in Fact or Fiction today is going to be about Disney's Hollywood Studios because of the 20th anniversary oh. on May 1st. Good. So now, you, now yeah. you know what page to flip to in your trivia book. So all right. What I'm going to okay. do, Josh, all right. is I'm going to ask you 10 questions. All I need you to tell okay. me is fact or fiction. If you want to defend your okay. answer, that's cool too. Uh, no time All limit. Right. No prizes will okay. be awarded. No penalties if you get okay. it wrong. So um, bring your A game because here we go. Okay. Number one. Walt Disney Imagineering used the original 1927 blueprints from Grumman's Chinese Theater in Hollywood in order to construct an exact replica over at the Disney MGM Studios. Fact or fiction? Uh, well, I know they're usually the ones to use original stuff. Like when they constructed the Twilight Zone, they watched all the Twilight Zone episodes. So I'd have to say it's probably fact. Brilliant. And I love the logic. I love the deductive reasoning. Absolutely oh, true. You, they uh, They actually used the original blueprints. They were able to find the blueprints. They were able to build the theater to full scale uh, everything is pretty much the same the only couple of little differences the roof um in in orlando was actually built as a separate structure and then lowered into place with a crane and also the ticket booth yeah. is in the wrong location um and they also you know, believe you know what they actually did the same thing with the carthay circle theater which is over on sunset that's a pretty much an exact replica of the one that's in beverly yeah, hills I've, I've never actually been there oh josh i've been down sunset I know. I've been down Sunset many events, many times. All right. Awesome. Well, now you have another place you need to go. Go check out the, the replica of the Carthay Circle Theater. But okay, on to okay. question two. The belt okay. buckle worn by John Wayne, or his animatronic replica, in the great movie okay. ride once was once worn by the man himself. Fact or fiction? Fiction. It's actually fact. Because after he it made is? the movie Red River... Wow. He never wore any other belt buckle. And um, actually, the, the Wayne family 
requested or insisted that they have that belt buckle on there. Uh, and if you if you get some pictures of it very very close, you'll see the his yeah. initials J W on there. Also, the year nineteen forty six. But okay. No big deal. You don't even need to know who John Wayne is. Anyway, <laughs> rock and roller yeah, coaster. I, number I three. know. <laughs> I know who John Wayne is. Yes. Awesome. Okay. I do. Uh, yeah. Well, I knew that the the Cagney James Cagney uh, tuxedo was actually worn by him. So, so I guess they got a lot of cool stuff in there. See that? I it, and you know what? You I'm going to call that one correct. You're you were because because you threw in the the Cagney reference, you get that oh. one right. So you're two for two in my book. And I'm the one Get keeping an score. Mention. That's right. <laughs> All right. Question Good. three. Rock and okay. Roller Coaster, starring Aerosmith, was the first right. Disney roller coaster in the United States to turn guests upside down during the ride. Fact or fiction? Was it was that the first would be a fact. That's right. That's right. It is a fact. Yeah. It's the first Yes, it was the first one to feature inversions. It was the first one to be launched. And it was the first one to have the onboard speakers. So let me tell you something, Josh. Twelve-year-old girls yeah. around the world right now are loving you because you are three oh, for three. Are they? Uh, yes. <laughs> very, very impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Thank All right, you. we are on to question four. Let's keep it going. Okay. The Disney MGM Studios original official icon, the water tower, known as the Earful Tower was once yes. filled with water that was used as as a reserve for the fire suppression systems for the Reedy Creek Fire Department. Fact or fiction? Oh, I would have to say that it is fiction. I don't ever think it's really been used to store anything in it, has it? You are simply en fuego, Josh. That is right. It is empty. Oh, thank you. It is empty. It's actually based on some of the old water towers that were often found uh, on the back lots of Hollywood studios that were used to douse fires. Um, but this one is completely empty. It always has been. Uh, it's huge. And of course, our um, our icon here has Mickey hat has Mickey ears on it um, over the yeah. years. I don't, know, and I don't know if you've ever seen photos a long time ago. They used to sort of decorate it every now and then. They'd put a Santa hat uh, on it uh, in your book. In your books, they put those uh, the goggles on there for that. Uh, what year was it? The basketball team when they went to the playoffs or something? Yeah, the uh, the Horace Grant glasses. That's like in '95 or so. They put the big blue yeah. goggles on there. And in addition to 12 year old girls, old 40 year old men are very impressed that you're referencing the trivia book as well. So. Oh, are they? <laughs> yes. That's good. <laughs> All yeah. right. Question five. Let's keep it going. The okay. Mulan Parade was the first parade to ever run at the Disney MGM Studios. Fact or fiction? Uh, I would have to say that it is a fiction. Josh, is I, gotta, it? I gotta tell you. Five. Five for five, my friend. Oh, okay. Five for Good. five. The first one was the Aladdin's Royal Caravan Parade. Uh, but there was, you're right, there was, there was a Mulan Parade. There was also a Hercules. There was a Toy Story Parade. Uh, Block Party Bash is, I think, the sixth parade that they've had in the history. So, very, very impressive. Then there was uh, stars. stars and Motor Cars. Look at jo- Josh, man. This is this is awesome. This is awesome. All right. Thank you. Five for five. Do you want to quit or do you want to okay. keep going? Oh, well. Do you want to keep playing for the car or do you want to just do you want to take the steak knives now? 
Well, you know, I guess I'll just play for the car. Let's play for the car, okay. <laughs> I mean, I know it will be a few few years until I get my license, but might as well be prepared. Absolutely. All right. Question six. Voyage of the Little Mermaid replaced a show called Here Come the Muppets. Fact or fiction? Oh, geez. Uh, well, I know that there's been quite a few shows in there. There's been uh, Doug Live. There's been The Hunchback in Notre Dame. There's been... I'm going to have to say that it's a fiction. Did I get it wrong? Let me just re- re- let me read it to you one more time because it might be my fault. Voyage okay. of the Little Mermaid replaced a show fact called Here Come the Muppets Fact. Fact or fiction? Oh. Is it a fact? It's a fact. It is a fact. That's right. Um, he, okay. Uh, there was actually a, a whole bunch of different Muppet things that have played throughout the years. Muppets at one point were going to be a little bit more uh, integrated into the studios, but here come the Muppets. Yeah, there was, was going to be like, there was going to be a Muppet land, which would have like a Swedish chef cafe and Muppet vision and everything. Now, how cool would that have been? I know that would have been very cool. Uh, I got a story to tell you. It'll only take a minute. Um, I call it my first voicemail. It was about, uh, how one of my teacher's friends, uh, he worked there at the Magic Kingdom and, uh, he walked onto the It's a Small World ride. And, uh, well, another thing that he did is, uh, he was around right before Jim Henson died and, uh, it must have been, well, late 80s, Muppet Vision was just coming around and, uh, he was in a hallway and he, uh, drew this picture of Kermit the Frog or something. And uh, Jim Henson walked behind him, and he said, "Ooh, that's pretty good." And he signed it. So, one of my teacher's friends has a Jim Henson autograph. That is very cool. That is something neat to love, have. I know. Yeah. I'd like to have a Jim Henson autograph. You and me both. You and me both. Yeah. So, be pretty cool. All right. Next question. We're gonna go. On, I think, and I have a feeling that you like this attraction. So I'm happy we're going back to it. When the okay. Rock and Roller Coaster, starring Aerosmith. Yeah. Had its first anniversary, Walt Disney World celebrated it by staging a free, unannounced concert by Aerosmith right outside the attraction. Fact or fiction? No, this is in your book, and I don't and I don't have your book with me right now. It's at school, so oh, geez. I gotta think about this one because I know there's a few other things that you added in there. The uh, uh, I'm going to say that it's fiction. Put it this way. The fact that you referenced my book again and you bring it to school, there was no way you could have gotten this question wrong, but you're right. It is fiction. What they did do okay. was they actually built a, a Stratocaster guitar t- designed. Oh, that's right. At a Chevy's. At right? a Corvette. At a Corvette. Yes. That's right. Awesome. Good job, buddy. All right. We're on to yep. question eight. We're down to the last couple of them. Okay. In the in the backlot tour, the company whose name is on the side of the tanker that catches fire in Catastrophe Canyon is the Big Thunder Oil Company. Fact or fiction? This one's in your book too. Uh, oh geez, I've only been on the backlot tour once, but I still pay attention to detail. Uh I think I might get this one wrong, but it's fiction. It is fiction. That is very, very okay. good. That is very, very good. The name it's of the company. A lot. Okay, go ahead. I was say the name of the company actually that's on the side of the oil tanker is the Mojave Oil Company, 
And here, here's yep. your little here's your little extra tidbit. If you go to Oscar's Super Service Station at the front of the park, you'll see the same Roller name. Rental, right? Mojave Oil Company is on the gas pumps, tying the whole Ooh. story together. Huh? Nice, huh? All the listeners, all the listeners must feel lucky. <laughs> that was a freebie. That was a freebie. Yeah. <laughs> all there's right. actually a lot of there's a lot of attractions that I've never rode at Disney World. Um, some of the big ones I've never actually ever been on Splash Mountain. I know that's kind of crazy, but I've never been on Splash Mountain. We've got to fix that soon. We, I've got to talk to your mom and dad, but but that's okay. Let's yeah, move. I've never, <laughs> I've never been into the Enchanted Tiki Room. I've done every other Adventureland attraction. Never been in the Enchanted Tiki Room. I've never been in Spaceship Earth. What's wrong with that? See now, now is the time that I need to call Family Services in because we need to get you on on Splash Mountain and Spaceship Earth. Oh, and I've never been into the journey into imagination. I know what it's about, and I know about the Dream Finder and everything. I know he's gone now, but I know what Journey into Imagination is. I've never been to Sounds Dangerous with Drew Carey. I've never been on Dumbo the Flying Elephant or the Mad Tea Party. So you you could have gotten a, a pa- yeah you could have gotten a pass for Sounds Dangerous and the third incarnation of, of Journey into Imagination. But all right, all right let, let's let's get to the last two because these are huge. Okay, you, you're you're eight for eight, man. You're eight for eight. Oh, I don't think this has you. ever been done before, and if it has, doesn't matter. Nobody remembers. Okay, question nine: the space okay. occupied by Playhouse Disney live on stage was once home to a restaurant. Fact or fiction? Uh, so now you got I'd handy. have to say that, that is a, that's a fact. That is a fact. That's a fact. I was yep. going to even try and lead you there, but you got it, bro. It was a home to the soundstage restaurant that actually opened yep. up with the studios. Uh, very cool. Very unique kind of restaurant. It, it was sort of set up to look like a, a rap party for a film uh, starring Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin called Big Business. Um, it's ch- it changed okay. over the years. Um, it had an Aladdin theme. The Camels. Actually, over to, in Adventureland, originally came from there. Yeah, the, yeah, the spitting camels. Spitting camels. Yep. All right. Yeah. So here it is. You know, insert appropriately themed climactic music here, because here's question okay. ten. Can you go ten for ten? And I'm praying because I I can tell you and I. Okay. We're, we're simpatico here. I'm on here. my knees, Lou. Come on, buddy. You tell me you're a Star okay. Wars fan. Tell me your stories. Uh, Just lie to me and tell me your For the most part, yeah. <laughs> I, I like Star Tours and everything. All right, good. Because this question's okay. about Star Tours. Okay. The gift shop. We all love the gift shops. At the end of Star yep. Tours is currently called Endor Vendors. Fact or fiction? Fiction. It's Tatooine Traders, or how do you say that? Tatooine Traders? I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take off points for butchering Tatooine, but dude, you are okay. ten for ten. Oh, ten for ten. Good. It was originally called Endor Vendors around '99, late '99 or so. It changed the name to Tatooine Traders, and um, Star Wars geeks everywhere rejoice. Disney fans rejoice. Dude, you are ten for ten in fact or fiction. Bravo, my oh, friend. Oh, good. Bravo, my oh, friend. Oh, thank you. And if you, th- if you yeah. thought the 12-year-old girls were swooning before, you are just going to be, I mean, huge when you go into school and they hear this. Yep, they're bowing at my feet now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You you are awesome. Josh, let me tell you something. Uh, I, I really hope to have the chance 
to meet you someday because I know you said that you want to get down to the meet of the month and you were you were entering contests and stuff like that. Uh, but I hope that next time you go to Walt Disney World, you please let me know because I promise you we will have lunch or we will do dinner or maybe we'll just take a couple of hours and we will just tour the parks together and, and kind of geek out. How's that sound? All right, bill's on you. The bill is on me. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll make sure we go to Victoria and Albert. Oh, oh man. <laughs> wait a minute, you're only 12. Yeah, I guess you can still get in. All right, well, uh, yeah. lunch or dinner is on me, but the plane ride and the oh, hotel okay. is on mom and dad. Um, but uh, And speaking of plane ride, I remember you, you said one of your voicemails that you had left... Like one of your books, one of the one of my books or something on a plane. Did you like lose the yes. book on a plane or something? Well, I, yes, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. I am gonna send you both of my books. Of course, I'll sign them for you, congratulating okay. you on your ten for ten. I'm gonna send you both my CDs. I'm gonna send you a calendar, and I'm also gonna send you a WDW Radio shirt. Lou, I feel privileged. <laughs> It is my pleasure, buddy. It is my pleasure. Yep, I'd rather have this than the car. Oh, awesome. I'm off the hook for the car. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I'll throw some buttons and pins in there and stuff as well and, and uh, send yeah. you over a whole little prize package. So um, it, it, it was just so much fun doing this with you. I love hearing your voicemails every week. If you've listened to other people's voicemails, they like hearing from you as well. And uh, I, yes, I love... Yes, actually, I need to say, I need to say uh, thank you to... I couldn't really understand what she was saying her name was, but I think it was Danielle. I just listened to it this morning. And she said that I represent the Disney kid inside of all of us. So thank you, Danielle. And you sure do. You sure do. See? Yes. And see, the show's getting yeah. the show's getting at chicks, too, which is nice. Oh, so. that's good. <laughs> but she's right. Probably and, a little uh, old for me, but... That's all right. Listen, so I, I think this is great. I, I had such a good time doing this with you. Please keep doing what you're doing. Forget what your friends say. Keep loving Disney and staying yes. as fun and as passionate and, and always remaining a, a kid again because you do sort of uh, help instill that kid again in all of us. And uh, and again, I, I mean it when I say I really hope I have the chance to meet you and shake your hand and, and walk through the parks with you one day. Yeah, well, I got to tell you, uh, I didn't win the Smuckers and Jif contest, so. That's all right. It'll happen. It'll happen soon, yeah. I'm sure. So. Josh, my friend, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day, uh, which I'm sure is filled with we and, and homework and stuff like that <laughs> to do this. But. Yep, taking, taking time out of my very busy schedule. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, I got love a lot it. to do. You got a great sense of humor, and, and I think that's awesome. So please keep in touch, buddy. And, uh, and, and as always, keep moving forward. Yep. That's all the time we have this week. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks very much to Chuck Lionberger from DisneyDaddy.blogspot.com and Josh from The Voicemail. I appreciate both of you guys coming on. I appreciate all of you taking the time to listen this week. I have to take also a very quick moment. Thank everybody who came by the WDW Radio live show last Friday night, the 8th. I always have such a great time with those. This was clearly no exception, and uh, while we went longer than expected, as I am wont to do, this one was special, because thanks to some 
ideas, and encouragement. Not only did I run well past midnight again, but between 12.15 and 1 a.m. or so, you guys raised $500 towards the Dream Team Project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. All I had to do was uh, cannonball into a cold pool, fully clothed, in order to make that happen. So thank you, thank you, thank you so very much for your support and for your incredible generosity. Um, This is so not about me at all, but what you guys were able to do. Unplanned, late at night, it is a testament to the power of the community and why I consider each and every one of you listening to be my friend. And I will definitely do another live show again soon. As far as video of the the event, if you ask, I can neither confirm nor deny that it exists at Ustream.com. Anyway, uh, speaking of my friends and getting together, let's talk about the next meet of the month in Walt Disney World. I've been doing these every month since January. June will be no exception. And I can now tell you that the next meet of the month is going to take place during Star Wars weekends. It is going to be Saturday, June 6th at Disney's Hollywood Studios from 1 to 3, possibly later, p.m., over at the Sunset Ranch Market, right on Sunset Boulevard. You can come by, say hi, uh, just grab a bite to eat, hang out, whatever it is. Very, very informal gathering of listeners and members. Just a great way to uh, to get to meet each other, say hi, and chat. Who knows, maybe afterwards we'll ride an attraction, do some Star Wars Weekends events. Who knows? Uh, Jedi regalia and RSVPs, not necessary, but I'd love if you'd let us know that you're coming uh, by posting either in the forum or over on Facebook. I'll create an event over there, and I'll post links to both of those over in the show notes as well. Speaking of meets, don't forget, if you are going to be in the Pacific Northwest on Saturday, August 15th, 2009, I am going to be appearing at the NFFC meet, the Pacific Northwest Mouse Meet, on Saturday, April 15th. Uh, it's going to be a Disney Anna show and sale. There's going to be guest speakers, pin trading. Margaret Kerry, the original Tinkerbell, love that woman. Disney legend. She is going to be there as well. Lots of surprises, lots of fun things going on. For more information, you can go and visit pnwmousemeet.com. Don't forget, if you have any questions that you want answered on the show, send them over to me. Email me at lou at wdwradio.com. Or if you want to be heard on the air, you can call the toll-free voicemail line at 888-703-2171. If you aren't following me on Twitter, head on over to twitter.com, sign up for a free account, follow my updates at twitter.com slash Mangello. I post all the time, games from the park, uh, where in the world. I do finish this lines during the week. Lots of fun stuff going on there. If you're on Facebook, come by, be my friend there, and join the WDW Radio Show group again Links to all these right on the homepage and in the show notes over at WDWRadio.com. Quick aside, want to let you know that I've just reduced the price of my Walt Disney World Trivia Book Volume 2. Signed copies of that and Volume 1, as well as my CDs, are available at the store at WDWRadio.com. I've got the audio guides to Main Street USA and Adventureland. I promise you, I am working on Fantasyland diligently now, and I should have a tentative release date very 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 soon thanks again as always to my sponsors and of course thanks to you for taking the time for listening as always my friends if you like the show please help spread the word let others know about it review us in itunes come say hi on facebook follow me on twitter join the forums at wdwradio.com and of course like i said thank you for taking the time for tuning in 
thank you for everything that you guys did during the live show to raise money on Friday night. It means such a great deal to me. So until next time, you know to always remember to keep moving forward. Have a great week, everybody. See ya. Hey, Lou, this is Riley Yeltsin and the Shizzy in the chat. I watched your little uh, pool stunt there, and I think you should do something like that every live show. I still can't believe how much money we made. Well, uh, thanks, Lou, and good luck with the Powerball. Bye. Hey, Lou, it's Matt or Disney Bird on the live chat. And it's 1.10 a.m. here, and we just finished watching you jump in the pool at 1 o'clock, and... We also raised $500 for the Dream Team in about 45 minutes, so that's pretty cool. I just wanted to call in and say thanks for all you do for us listeners and the Dream Team, and I really enjoyed the recent segments on Disney's Hollywood TV and the Disney Diaries. Keep up all the great work, and have a great week. Bye. Hi, what's going on, Splash Mangello? It's Chuck Lionberger, the Disney Daddy. I wanted to tell you thanks so much for a great WDW Radio Live on Friday night. That plunge into the pool was the funniest thing ever. But we raised $500 for the Dream Team, so I bet it was all worth it. Lou, thanks so much for all your dedication to the Dream Team and for the live shows. They're a ton of fun, and I look forward to seeing you at Magic Meets. Lou, it's Gavin in Sacramento. Love the show, especially that last show with Jim Corcus. Are you kidding me? It was like reading the Da Vinci Code. And when you put all those clues together, I'm pretty sure that you found out that Walt and his wife did have a wife, and you, Lou, are the bloodline. That's, that's kind of funny if you, if you read the Da Vinci Code. All right, keep up the good work, here. Hi, Lou. It's Donna calling, WDW Donna on the Walt Disney World Trivia website. Uh, calling from here up in Ontario, Canada, and I have a huge complaint about your show. Every time I listen to it, I want to be there. Just finished listening to the walkthrough of the Hollywood Studios, MGM Studios, to you and me. Um, Wonderful, absolutely fantastic show. The studios is my favorite, always has been. Um, I just want to say keep up the good work. Love the website, love the podcasts, love the daily Disney diaries, even though that just intensifies my desire to get out of this cold Canadian weather and visit Florida as much as possible. Uh, hopefully within the next year we'll be able to do that. Uh, anyway, thanks, Lou, for the wonderful shows and the website. And uh, as I said, keep up the good work. Bye. Hey, Lou, this is Scott from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Listen, I just got finished uh, with show 117 uh, where you had uh, Jim Corcus doing the detailed walkthrough from the studios. Lou, that was an awesome show. The man knows his stuff. I am a history buff, and uh, to be able to tie real-world history in with the wonderful um, world of of Disney, the way the Imagineers did that, is just incredible. Uh, The guy has some incredible facts at his fingertips, and uh, it just made it it a delight to listen to the show. Uh, Also, please uh, continue to do your, um, your video daily Disney diaries on the podcast love them. It's a great way to uh, visit the parks vicariously. So uh, keep it up, Lou. You're doing a great job. Enjoy it. Thanks. Hey, Lou. This is Tim Senzel in Marion, New York. I just want to call and thank you very much for this past week's episode uh, where you did the walkthrough of Disney's Hollywood Studios. 
there was actually something in there that I had been trying to look up on Google and look up the information on that all I had to do was listen to a Disney podcast in order to find out the, the information on it. And that was what was said about the Hollywood sign, why it was Hollywood Land, where it got the name, uh, all the information. I went out to Disneyland back in August and of last year and uh, was uh, intrigued when I got back to learn a little bit more about Hollywood, and I was really wondering about the whole Hollywood sign and why it used to say Hollywood Land and why it no longer says that. So I want to th thank you again for just uh, taking the time to explain all that to me, and uh, that's amazing. I find it on a Disney podcast. <laughs> Anyways, keep up the great work, and you lucky son of a gun, you're living in Florida now. Wish I was there. See ya. Bye. Hey, Lou. This is Katie Kirk from UT Austin, and I just wanted to let you know about a pretty mo monumentous little uh, occasion here. I started listening to your show uh, about mid-March, and I finally caught up on all the episodes, so today is May... Uh, today is May 7th, so it took me a little over... I guess a month and a half to listen to 117 shows. So I, you know, over like a, guess an, an average of about a, an hour and 40 minutes each. Um, so I just thought that was pretty cool, and I loved every single one of them. And I look forward to all of your shows coming up in the future. And thank you very much for doing the show. And I hope to see you sometime at Disney World. Bye. Hey, Louis Josh. Um, I. Uh, just called you to tell you it's about 1 o'clock on Saturday. I just needed to call and tell you that today I got my package in the mail. And I needed to tell you thank you because I just love both your books and the audio guides and the magnet and the day-by-day -day calendar and the shirt. The shirt fits, by the way. So, um, yep, the book brings back many fond memories of 2004. So um, thank you for all that stuff. And... Um, I really appreciate it, and everyone, I hope you enjoyed the show. Bye. Hi, Lou. This is Michelle from Michigan. I just wanted to let you know it's a magical day in Agrabah. I'm hanging out over here because the rest of my family is over on Splash Mountain, and I'm just, well, too much of a chicken. But I'm shopping. That's all good. But anyway, it's great. Hello, everyone, and uh, have a magical day. Bye. Hey, Lou. Uh, this is Ted Knapp from Rochester, New York. Just listened to your podcast, number 116. Um, a couple of my favorite uh, memorabilia things that I have, I've got a Magic Kingdom Park map from 1972. Um, I have a Look in Life magazine um, from 1971 that talks about the uh, park opening and uh, the Disney World. And also I have a Yokoyama uh, print that has a castle with uh, Mickey head in the background uh, in the clouds. But my favorite memory that I have, memorabilia, that will never be taken away, was when I took my son, who was at the time five years old, last December, I saw you at the Mouse Fest, towing him down Main Street on my shoulders. It uh, brought a tear to my eye, uh, letting him know that uh, I've carried on the for the next generation, my love for the Disney parks. Take care, Lou. Bye. Hey, Lou. It's Carrie. Carrie Rockin' on the forums. I'm a relatively new listener. I've been listening to your shows back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back all day long. 
um, while I'm at work. We're at the park at the Magic Kingdom today, and we just got finished getting my daughter Morgana her very first haircut. And Michael did it, and he was awesome. So thanks for the tip on going to see going to the Harmony Barbershop for our first haircut. Uh, keep up the great work. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hi, Lou. This is Laura, and this is Valerie. And we just watched Wishes from the Grand One, and it was beautiful and fantastic, and everyone should do it. Do we have anything else to say, Val? See ya! See ya! Hi, Lou. Hi, Lou. This is Emily Collins from Lenoir City, Tennessee. I was going to answer your question on your last podcast. What would you do? What's your favorite thing to do in the rain at Disney World? What I would say is I would ride Expedition Everest over and over again. Me and my mom did that last October, and we we had and the line was cleared out, and it was really pouring. We had lots of fun, and it was real. It was really our clothes got really wet, and we rode it seven times in a row. And again, it was really fun. Bye, little Mongelio. 